Dawn of the Horrorcast and other genres with your host, Alex Matulo. What's up, everybody? It's October 1st today, so that means it's officially Halloween season. So I would like to tell everybody, happy Halloween. Very excited to be releasing this episode today. Wanted to do this episode for a while now. Talking about the B-Ray 80 slasher intruder, which is a slasher movie that takes place in a grocery store. So I thought it would be appropriate to interview Agent Sebastian of the Cartnarks before talking about the movie. He's a hell of a guy. He's a cart genius. He loves talking about carts. He's all about self-accountability and cleaning up after yourself. I respect the hell out of the guy. He's a legend and a hero. I hope you enjoy the interview. With me today, we got Agent Sebastian from the Carton Arcs. I'm very excited to have him on the show. This is completely different than what I usually do, but I've been a big fan of the Carton Arcs for seems like over a, over a year now. I forget how I discovered it, but a huge fan. What, whenever a, whenever a new episode drops, which is, seems to be like a plentiful amount, like maybe sometimes like as much as two videos a week. And yeah, unfortunately, there's no supply of uh, people people leaving their carts out. Uh, sadly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you'll you'll never run out of content because every town you go to, no no one puts their carts back. It seems, which is uh, which is sad for sure. Yeah, well, there there's a few things that they say will uh, would eliminate the problem of people not taking their carts back to the cart return where they know they belong. Uh, number one. If we all, if all stores do the little coin system, like we have, uh, if you've ever been to an Aldi, yeah, Aldi, shop, yep. they, they have the thing where you put the quarter in, it releases the cart, you get, and then when you put your cart back, you get your quarter back. And there's never, and I've done a couple of videos where I've gone to Aldi's and I've looked around, and I'm like, huh, no carts loose. <laughs> so if every store did that, I'd be out of a job, uh, carton arts wise. <laughs> but there's always, and I've talked about this in some of the some of the videos there's always new ways that people find to be uh you know jerks to each other so there's there's plenty of branch off opportunities again unfortunately uh, for the carton arcs yeah yeah i've I, I don't really go to aldi that often but every now and then we'll go and the thing about lazy bones are I feel like they're they're just too lazy to go through the process of putting a quarter in the thing and get in the cart. I don't think they want to go through through that. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're I because the other thing about Aldi too is it's a uh, it's a bag because that's it's a discount chain. It's not a it's not a bulk chain per se. You know, they are they're smaller. But it is the bag your own groceries sort of thing, get your own box sort of thing, uh, you know, to cut down on costs. And uh, one of the ways they cut down is by not having cart attendance as much as other places do. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole there's all you're doing a lot of stuff for yourself when you go to Aldi. So if you're that lazy, you're just going to skip it entirely. Yeah, well, Aldi's good. They got good prices. <laughs> yeah, because 
And this is this just goes to show you that when people complain about, oh, they pay people to collect the cards from everywhere. Yeah, they do ultimately. But guess what? That is more cost for the store. And like you said, the, the higher prices for stores that don't do that sort of uh, Aldi situation. Right. Yeah. Where, where are you from? I, originally, I was uh, Nashville, Tennessee, but uh, oh, based okay. out in L.A. now. Oh, OK. And they got they got Aldi out on the West Coast. Yeah, it's it's more of a new thing. Um, I was actually I was looking this up the other day. They are um, all these German company, and they it's they're they're relatively new in the U.S. They started, as you might imagine, started in the East Coast. Have been kind of migrating west over the past few years, and I believe they're also looking to branch off into the Canada as well. And then in the next few years, I believe. Got you. Okay. It's been a long time for me, but I used to work in the grocery business. I, I, I worked in the the produce department for a long time, and when I and when I was in high school, I got a job working as a cashier at. Uh, it was a grocery store owned by Safeway, and you're from California, so you know Safeway. I'm sure. Yeah, I know, plus in my travels for Carton Arcs, I think I've seen every single grocery chain there is. Out there. <laughs> yeah, you got. Yeah, that's true. You can pretty much name anything. I've probably been there. Yeah. So I so sometimes every now and then I would push carts and yeah, I, I just carts are fucking everywhere. Like they're like some people will, will take them home with them too. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that's that's the next <laughs> level. Is uh, I've busted a few people, like especially if there's like a a uh, a apartment complex near a grocery store within walking distance, you'll see carts littered out in front of that apartment complex. Yeah. And I've busted a few people walking to their their house, and then people will say, you know, you'll get com I'll, or I'll get comments in the videos like, oh man, you can't follow them home. I'm like, why the hell not? Is there some <laughs> sort of like, is there some sort of line, uh, you know, a block away from the store where ah. I got it. It's my cart now. You know, no, of course yeah. I can. It doesn't matter because they're not taking it back. There, it's you know, it's not a at that point. It's not a dick move for people who are on a park in the parking lot. It's a dick move for your neighbors because they got to deal with your damn cart. Uh, you know, is in the way of, you know, it might be something as simple as in the way of walking your dog or where your kids go play. But at the very least, it's just an eyesore. No one wants that. And again, it's a cost for the store. They got to send someone out because you ultimately were too lazy to take your cart back. Yeah. It was sort of like that one video. I think it was in Australia when those uh, those two uh, women uh, took the cart home, and I guess you you fo you followed them all the way home on foot, didn't you? Yeah, it was it was quite a, a way. It was like I think it was like eight or eight or nine blocks, and that was when I was in Australia a few months ago. That was the thing that I noticed is um, they do they have a mixture. Some carts, some stores have the coin return, some don't. Um, so. And, and even in the ones that don't have the coin return in Australia, from my observation, they were pretty good about taking their cars back. Not all, as I, I did shoot some video that shows one guy who was <laughs> didn't want to do it no matter what. Um, <laughs> but like that was in Sydney, and Sydney, they do have a downtown metro area with skyscrapers and all that stuff, but it's very much a, a neighborhood-based city. So you have these shopping centers in neighborhoods, and I noticed that a lot because I rented a bicycle while I was there. You just be driving around, and there's just in someone's yard or by a bus stop where there's no store within sight. It was very much a um, oh well, I'm taking this home with me sort of thing. 
And that's what happened. Yeah, I, this lady who she was nice to her credit, very nice and sweet about it, and sort of matter of fact, uh, her excuse was, well, I had some, I you know, I injured my hip or whatever. Uh, even though she had someone with her who could have been who could have pushed the, the cart back to the store. So uh, that that excuse very uh, suspect to begin with. Um, and she's like, well, I just keep this in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I don't. I in the conversation, I kind of I don't know if I mentioned it to her, but like, well, what if it's it's the again? These are all this is kindergarten level logic. Is well, what if everyone did it? Then there'd be no cards for the next person in the story. If if everybody in that neighborhood took their had their own personal cart, which again, it's not yours, it's the stores. Uh, you know, it would be it'd be like you said, it cost more for groceries and it'd be harder to find carts. So. Uh, these things aren't free, <laughs> you know, uh, but in her case, at least she didn't leave it on the sidewalk or in the median or in the grass. It was in her, in her garage. So again, she was sweet about it. Uh, she, she didn't have, she didn't try to fight me, but, uh, did she certainly not the right thing to do. Did she give it back to you? Did she give it to you or did she keep yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. I took it back to the store. <laughs> it <was like> a <laughs> 10 block walk. Cause that's what I was doing beforehand is I was just walking around the neighborhood in that particular neighborhood. They have a, um, there was there was like one corner where people took them to because they there was some street parking out there and it was funny i don't know if i posted the video but there was a lady who i encountered as she was she parked on the street and she grabbed she was grabbing cars and she's like these damn things pile up on this on the sidewalk and then i and then i can't open my door which again you know it's at least she was you know she got it essentially right so did you, at one point in your life, when you were younger, did you work at a grocery store? I yeah, I worked at two, two different grocery stores. Classic sort of thing. High school, uh, you know, started as doing, you know, bagging, bagging, stocking, getting carts, did, you know, cashier work, customer service, all that sort of entry level stuff. Um, you know, it was just, it was because that was the easy, they were easy high school job. And uh, so I'm, I am familiar because the people, you hear that too in some of the videos, like, well, I used to work at a grocery store, so I know the deal and blah, blah, blah. Well, first off, it's not a hard concept to figure out. You don't, you don't have to work at a grocery store to understand the, hey, please return carts here. Oh, okay, I'll do that. Like, it's just reading, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I have. I worked at two in high school. Okay, yeah. They, for, for high school, they're actually pretty fun jobs. I, I had a lot of fun working at the grocery store when I was younger. Yeah, no, it's nice. You get you're moving around. You're you're not stuck in a cubicle. You're indoors, outdoors. You're dealing with people. It's it, I enjoyed it. Yeah, my my one friend. Uh, we we've been friends for years, like to this day. But like we met at a grocery store, and I I turned her on to your videos, and she's still not the best at putting her car back. I, I'm not trying to throw her under the bus or anything. And she's gonna she's gonna listen to this, and she'll probably think I'm throwing her under the bus, but it's fine for now. So she she texted me like a few months ago, and she's like, "I was at a she lives in Maryland now, and she was like, I was at a Target in Maryland, and I was too lazy to put my cart back." And, but she had time to text you. Yeah, and I uh, I was I was just like. You know, Agent Sebastian's going to get you for that. And she was just like, I'm not going to lie. I looked around. <laughs> That's what people say is they say, I, I never go to this. And people who obviously they take their carts back, but they still say even like they'll they'll look over their shoulder. Because you see it in the videos is no, 
It's like a catchphrase. No one expects the cart narcs. Yeah. <laughs> because what I do just as kind of a, a behind the scenes sort of thing is I, I try not the best I can. I try not to let them see me coming because I want their reaction to be genuine. I want to genuinely see what they do when they don't think anybody's watching. So I'll be my, 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 my typical move is I'll have, I'll be behind them and watching them like through the glass of another car. So it kind of obscures my form. And then I don't, uh, if you see in the videos, I typically don't jump out yeah, behind them. I will circle around and come in in front of them, number one, so they're not frightened. <laughs> but number two, so that they see me very clearly, you know, with cart narcs on my chest and I'm pointing to the cart and I'm pointing to the cart return. So um, I'm not, there's no like, oh, I thought you were going to rob me sort of thing. Like I'm, I'm very clear about what's going on and what the mission is. The the one guy though, I, a couple of videos ago, the that I, the the way he was acting, like he thought you were, he he thought that your wand was a weapon. Or a, you're starting to scare me. I'm not. You you are. I'm in a polite. I'm to get scared. Who's being trying to get into my car? Who's being scared? And I feel threatened. You are lying. So walk away. You are lying, sir. Walk away with you, the camera. You are lying. Scared. No, you're not. Walk away from because me. I am being walk sweet. Walk away. You have a weapon in your hand. That is a that is walk a light wand. So would you like to touch it, sir? So you are lying to try to build a case you threatened by you, you walk away if you're threatened then how come you're approaching me yeah that was it was in long island a few months ago and he well here's the thing about that guy is he after a minute of talking about the cart and talking about the cart return he then switched gears into uh that what that that that's a weapon you're holding that which again is a plastic traffic wand <laughs> Yeah, and he switched gears into how do I know you're not going to carjack me and people just by his demeanor and his look and the language and I have this has not been confirmed yet but very suspicious that he is probably either retired or off duty uh, law enforcement because they're and I didn't notice this at the time that I was talking to him but he also makes motions toward where a service weapon would be uh, as he was kind of running at me and, and throwing and eventually run, throwing the card at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I saw that comment. Uh, someone said, if you look at like the and they like left a timestamp, time it looks like he's going to uh, his holstered gun, but he doesn't have one on. And right. Cause I, he's, I, cause he's in flip flops and sandals at the, uh, at the, I think that was an A. a a BJ's warehouse, which is like a Costco, yeah. mostly on the East coast. Um, yeah, but he's trying to, after again, he fully, cause I, cause like what I talked about when I approached him, we're talking about the cart. And after a few, a little bit, he then switches gears into the, uh Oh, I'm scared. I don't know. And obviously people remarked that, well, if he's truly scared, he has a vehicle he's in. He could drive away. I'm on foot. I'm unarmed outside of my weapon, which was the traffic wand, which in the in the video, if you, I offered a gift. Like, you can have the wand if you want it. If you think it's so dangerous, you can, yeah. which, of course, he didn't accept. He even then went so, because he, again, could have driven away at any time. He went so far as to call 911, as far as I know. I, I couldn't overhear too much beyond his side of the conversation. Um, and he, again, he, he delivered the same sort of lies about, weapons and uh in, i fear for my life you know it's the it's the class and I, I get these comments too where somebody says oh if the cartnarks ever tried that with me i'd use my second amendment rights to blow his brains out because i fear for my life and what these 
morons, quite frankly, don't understand or or are intentionally not understanding is in the law is when you use force, be it, you know, just a punch or a knife or a, in this case, a firearm, you have to reasonably expect that you are in danger. And what these folks, you can't just say that you think you're in danger and lie about it. You have a reasonable, the standard is a reasonable person would have to feel threatened. And like I said, in all Cartnark's videos, I never am aggressive as far as language or threats of violence or blah, 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 blah. So all of that defense, these so these you want to be lawyers online, it falls away immediately. Yeah. Uh, spe speaking of cops, I was going to ask this question later, but I led into the, the, the off-duty, alleged off-duty cop. Or former, whatever it or, may be. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had any like run-ins with the cops? Like the cops actually showed up at the scene and and talked to you and talked to the other person? <laughs> uh, a, f a handful of times. There, there haven't been any recently. Um, the because I, what I do is there's there's numerous videos where people it does appear to be on the phone with nine one one, which again. Great use of police resources. The guy asked me to take my car back and put a magnet on my car. Um, uh, but handful of times where I've stuck around or didn't leave before they showed up, uh, and in the, it was one of the it was actually one of the very first ones. That I don't I don't think it's even on my channel because it was like when we just first thought of it. Is myself and one of the interns I worked with were just posted up on the sidewalk outside a grocery store for I don't know half hour. Um, that was before I had the the vest. All I had was just, you know, I was just talking to people like, hey, why did you leave your card out? Uh, and somebody called the cops, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and they just showed up and they were like, so what are you guys doing? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you're not threatening anybody, obviously. Uh, and they said that they thought that we were um, First Amendment auditors, which uh, I'm not super familiar that. with, but it's my impression that they 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 go up to like, they just video public buildings or police interactions and, uh, you know, basically the idea being that we have the right to, to shoot video of a public space and uh, a public employees because we pay their taxes, blah, blah, blah. That's nothing. That's they're, not they're, 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 basic, they're basically just like real life trolls. Right. And that's, you know, it's, it's um, and I don't get compared to them too often. But I guess it's because we're kind of more of a, a public decency thing than a government operations thing, obviously. Um, so that was the, one of the first time. And the cop said, well, you're on, you're on the sidewalk, so fine. Have a nice day. You know, it wasn't like that. Uh, and then there, there was one in, uh, outside of Salt Lake City. It's, it's a video that I shot where the lady is um, – she calls the the cops, and her famous her, – her line is, don't give me no static. And again, she refuses to leave. She just wants to call the cops instead as if they're her personal concierge service. Um, and before I left, uh, the cops showed up and they were, their biggest question was, are you soliciting anybody? Like, are you trying to get money out of people? <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. And they said, so they, we hung out, they ran my license, made sure I didn't have any warrants. And then they talked to this, they, I think they called the store manager or whatever. And they said, well, they don't want you here. So you, you got to leave. I was like, okay. And you know, bye-bye. <laughs> um, and I've had cops roll up and ask me what's going on before, but I think they were fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Cause I, I'm very, I'm super ide identify obviously with the, the vest and you see it in the videos, people are like, Oh, Hey, Cardinogs. Um, 
so, but no, I never, never been detained, never handcuffed, never actually arrested by any means. So, uh, you know, it's because I'm not really doing at the very worst. And if lawyers and and, and uh, cops have talked about this, the very worst I could get would be a ticket for, you know, like some some municipalities have codes against like leaving flyers, which is essentially what the magnet is. It's right. uh, it's a flyer essentially, um, at, at the very worst. So I might get like a the, the equivalent of a parking ticket. Never have, but um, you know, if somebody probably, really probably less than me. a parking ticket, it's probably like, yeah, just give me five bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's never, I've never gotten any kind of charges, never any kind of citation, but that's to the best. If someone really wanted to, some cop just didn't like the cart narcs. Uh, they, there are things they could, they could you know, cite me for, I suppose, but it's never happened. The cops in England, they, they seem pretty chill. Yeah. One of the kids, if you watch our video from last, about this time last year, where, it was in uh, Manchester, England, where a uh, they just they really saw the outfit. They're like, "Oh, what's going on?" They're eating. It's hilarious because they're in there. These two police officers are in the in the uh, their little mini squad car with all of this. Like, which if you ever see European cop cars of these super bright, you know, yellows and blues and whatever, and they're tiny too. Um, and uh, oh, it's what are you doing? I was like, "Oh yeah, well, we're picking up loose trolleys." And again, in England, I had I, there wasn't an actual bust I made in England because. Partially for the same reason in Australia. Some of the places use the coin system, but some don't. They have Costco's, for instance, in England, which I, I've put, I think I posted in that same video. Um, and oh, what are you doing? He's like, well, I pick up loose carts and I direct people to the cart return. Uh, should there be, should I see them? But like in that video, I saw there was the one weird cart that had, like someone left a bunch of groceries in. I don't know if that was a shoplifting thing, but just, I was, I went to a ton. I drove all across up and down the island there into Scotland and back and, I could not find someone actively leaving a card out because it's just so rare. There were a few loose ones here and there, but very rare. Yeah, that's so that's so funny. It's in Canada too. People seem to be very responsible about putting their card back. And Mostly. in America, in, in America though, it's just a it's just a free for all. And and these people they get so upset about a magnet but being put on their car it's not even it's not even a sticker it just comes right off it why, why do you think these people are so passionate about people not touching their their vehicle well i think it's well a couple things when you talk about the psychology of it number one because there are videos where the magnet is doesn't even like the guy in long island he was screaming at me and talking about carjacking before and I didn't even I even brought out the magnet. Eventually, that also pissed him off. But <laughs> but there are also videos where the magnet isn't even deployed, and people are just yelling at me. Um, and I think it it is they got caught. You know, it's I, I read you when you read books about like criminal psychology and liars. Uh, anger is one of the first things that is one of our defense mechanisms as human beings when we're caught, either. It, not leaving your card out isn't lying, but it is being caught in the commission of something you know you're not supposed to be doing. Uh, the lying comes with all the excuses, obviously. So I think that's it. It's it's just a human reaction is, ah, damn it. Uh, it's fight or flight, essentially, is I, I know I'm wrong. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be angry at you. So I think that's the thing. The main one is. And then, the, and then when the magnets applied, like the one I just posted from the Cincinnati area that happened over the weekend where – uh, at first, it's funny, you can't really see it because they're behind glass, but I'm pointing at the cart, pointing at the cart return, and the lady, she's like, 
like basically you do it for me way to go sucker ha 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 <laughs> uh but then when they throw the magnet on the hood of their truck you don't touch my vehicle you pay for this vehicle um it is it is a very you know our our I, th- I would say our cars, maybe even more than our clothing as human beings, especially in the States, is our identity. And for someone like me, even in a non-damaging way to to mess with your identity and, and expose your identity, much like uh, I just mentioned, expose your identity as not the person you want to be seen as is very, again, it, it jars people's brains and it, it, it triggers that fight-flight sort of uh, – uh, psycho- psych- psychological reflex. Again, something I had no idea that Cardinarchs would do when I started it, but it's it's a very interesting sort of exploration of that, of what our ego is and what our identity is as people. Right, yeah. Like, I, I think it's like a, pr- like a pride thing. Like, when people are caught doing something wrong, and of course, they're not going to admit that they did anything wrong. And then there, and then you ask them. You don't tell them. You just ask them to return their car. And then it, it, they kind of like turn into children in a way. Like for like the one guy that was like, "Make me." <laughs> oh, the guy in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you make me? Like, what am I going to do? Wrestle you to the ground? <laughs> uh, and again, I will give people. I'll give humanity credit. Not everyone's like that. You, we do have videos where people are like. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Or they just kind of laugh it off or they're like, ah, it's being, or they're, or they're honest. They're like, ah, it's being lazy. Sorry. <laughs> so not everybody's like that. Um, and it quite frankly, it tends to be people ask me a lot about demographics. Who are the worst? Who are the quickest to fight you? Like the guy you just mentioned, the make me guy and the guy in Cincinnati who's trying to fight me also pretended, I don't know if he really had it, pretended he had a gun behind his, in his back waistband. Um, it tends to be middle-aged men typically uh you know like 30 to 60 roughly who uh, who are like nope you can't tell me what to do you dirty cart narc or whatever uh and not not everybody i've had younger guys well actually it's really it's weird like younger men and younger women like in the early 20s late and i don't bust many teenagers just because they don't typically buy carts worth of groceries uh, but when I get when I do find younger men and women, age like you know, so twenty to, to twenty five, they typically are more respectful of quote authority. Even though I ha- I don't have any authority other than I'm another human being asking you to to be a, to be nice, but they're kind of more submissive, less likely to fight. I think they're just. I think the older you get, the more you're like, the more quote authority you have in your life, the more you don't. You're not used to talking to teachers and bosses and whatever. The more you're the boss, I guess, essentially. And being told to do something by someone younger. Right. You're kind of, you're the parent now. You're the boss now. I I tell people what to do. I don't get told what to do. I, I think that's the psychology yeah, behind it. Yeah, probably. the demographics anyway. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Has there ever been an instance where you actually feared for your safety? Um, Even when people have... There's been one gun pulled and, you know, knives and, and uh, <laughs> batons and tasers and, and pepper spray and stuff. Uh, but the one where maybe just because I was less confident, I was earlier on in doing cart narcs and I hadn't done as much. I've done. Unfortunately, I've kind of done some uh, very basic hand to hand combat training. 
<laughs> and weapons tray like weapon you know I, i'm not armed at all i don't even carry pepper spray i'm i don't want there to be any excuse I just, i'm like it's just me just a, a you know carton arc i uh, was it was like winter 2019 pre-pandemic in florida where this big dude jumps out he, he i love people's like off the cuff insults and threats. He he said because he saw the GoPro with, it was strapped to my chest, and he goes, "I'm gonna take that GoPro and I think he said shove it up your inner rectum or whatever." He <laughs> <laughs> was just off the top of his head, kind of like, "What's he gonna do with that GoPro?" People people say, "I'll take that blah 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 magnet and shove it up your ass," but that was creative. I'll give him credit. Big dude, I, and I was kind of like, "Like oh, he, he's serious." Um. And it kind of got my adrenaline up a little bit, but unfortunately my adrenaline doesn't really get up because I just, I've done this so many times. Uh, and that was the one where maybe it was like, again, in me, the fight or flight response. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I've done this so many times. I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Ha has there ever been like any moments where you felt like you were, you were getting provoked into losing your temper? Like, has there ever been a time that, you were provoked into anger? That's a good question. Um, and depending, uh, like I'll, I'll sometimes, I try not to meet their anger at all. Like I, I'm never like screaming and threatening, obviously. I, I try not to, to rise to their level of emotion, which that makes it more ridiculous because I'm down here like, well, sir, please. And they're like, ah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. I will actually... It, there's times that I'll be more urgent and when, I, especially when it involves safety, like in that last one from just over the weekend where the guy pulls out just a little bit as the magnet goes on, his wife gets out, she's screaming at me. And as he, as he's pulling back into the spot, which I don't know why uh, he could have, like I said, could have left at any time. Um, the way he was doing it was such at such an angle where it looked like he was about to sideswipe his wife with the front of his truck. So I was like, cause she's screaming at me. She doesn't, she's not watching behind her. And I will, eh, you know, and there's a few other videos like that where people are backing out or backing in or they, they, they're not being aware of their surroundings, it seems to me. So I will raise my voice because like, hey, say it's a safety issue, but uh, not in the conversation aspect of things. Was, it, was that the, the one that was in Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, northern Kentucky. It, technically, it's really a suburb of Cincinnati just because it's right there on the river. Yeah. It's, you know, it's yeah, one of those cities right on like that. New York or Kansas City where it's, it straddles two states. Um, yeah, no, yeah, technically is pretty close. Yeah. Like right over the, there's like a bridge, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 That, actually I was, when I was watching that, that re, the most recent video, I, I feel like that was the, the most hostile I've ever seen somebody busted for leaving their car out. I, that guy was ready to fight. <laughs> Yeah, and it's weird too because, like, you can tell there are people who, my again, my my armchair psychologist take on this. There are people who are ready to do it. They're like, they they are waiting for, you know, something serious, like someone breaking into their house. They're like, they they've got this whole like Rambo scenario in their brain. Uh, you know, it happened. Speaking of recent videos, happened the week before in uh, Pennsylvania outside of Philly, where the dude was like, where the woman. His, his girlfriend eventually brought the cart back and I was, yeah, okay, well, she's, you know, thanks, thanks, thanks. She was doing it and she was screaming at me the whole time. Like, and I mentioned, well, she's got a bad attitude, but at least she's doing it. He goes, what? 
what did you say about my woman? She got a bad attitude. <laughs> like he was ready. He was just looking for a reason. There are people who are look that they want to be the dude who wins the fight. They're looking for an insult or a perceived slight. And I think this guy in Kentucky was the, the same way. And on top of that, the guy who comes in who had nothing to do with things, he was because yeah. you heard it in his his explanation to me was you ever touched my vehicle, which happened to be like a Honda Odyssey or some minivan. <laughs> if you ever touched my vehicle, I'd knock you the hell out. First off, it, and people have pointed this out. If you look at the dude, he's a he's a little beanpole. There's no he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> to, I mean, you he would have you would have had to have been a high school girl for him to knock you out. Uh but again, you heard it. It was programmed into his attitude and his day-to-day thinking is, if this, then that. I, you know, he, he it wasn't like, if you touch my vehicle, I'd have a conversation with you about why that happened and try to uh, analyze the underlying reasons. No, it's, I'll knock you the hell out. Yeah. Um, that guy That guy was very hard to read because at first, I, I, he, he looks like he's breaking up the fight. He's the he's peacemaker. He's like, hey, oh, hey, don't, don't worry about it. And then it was like, do that to me. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing to you. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Even And then he left because his wife shows up, for folks who hadn't seen it. It's the most recent video. For folks who hadn't seen it, his wife then comes in and she doesn't know the, who I am as the Cartonarchs, but she gets the concept, essentially. She talks about, it, you know, you have to file an insurance claim, pay a deductible. By the way, for the, the absolute children out there who don't understand this, insurance premiums are not free deductibles are not free no they're not you see that in some of the comments like well what this is what insurance is for no it's not (laughs) insurance isn't for negligence it's for you know you know it's for act true accidents you just make your raise again raising costs if you do you're being intentionally negligent anyway he jumps in with the whole thing too insurance isn't for being reckless because like there's a lot there's a lot that uh goes through with making a claim but anyway i'm sorry what what were you saying well yeah and the yeah the point he had to say that same to back back to the psychology he had that same psychology of and i think again i think these people are looking for they're looking for a chance to be a hero in their mind obviously in the the independent observer's mind they're being irrational psychos (laughs) and lazy on top of that yeah and um going back to the guy that was defending his girlfriend it in Levittown, I, I'm from I'm from the Phil I'm from the Philly area. That that guy was just just being a Levittown guy. That, they're all they're all like that, and I, I I'm from that county, so I'm very familiar with Levittown. I mean, he was a big dude, bigger than me. Uh, you know, the tr- uh, beefy tribal tattoos. You know, he's. I don't know how how would you compare those folks in that area to like more like toward the Jersey Shore area that type of mentality and sort of makeup a, a little a little bit I it's it's different in a way it, it's the Phil it's like the Philly suburbs so it's really close to Philly yeah so it's like a and it's really close to Trenton New Jersey so yeah. so yeah there's a there's a lot of uh I'm not trying to shit on the whole town because not everyone is like that, but Levittown gets a really uh, bad stereotype because, well, st- there's a stereotype for a reason, like just meatheads and kind of yeah, trashy people, meatheads, druggies, hmm. just assholes, you know? <laughs> yeah. For folks, if folks are listening from where it's, it's sort of closer to Philly, but between Philly and New York, that's sort of that sort of track right there. Right, yeah, and again, like you mentioned, near near New Jersey, and uh, you know, 
that whole that whole area. What do you think is the laziest city in America? Uh, it's it, it gets, you know, the the bigger the city, the lazier. Uh, and I think it has to do with anonymity. You know, it's like I'm just one little tiny person amongst all these others. So if I do so, if I don't pick up after myself, who cares? No one will notice. I won't know this person, even if I do, they do see me. Um, that being said, I tend to trend towards the the desert cities, the Las Vegases and the, the Albuquerques and Phoenix and, and Reno. That sort of <laughs> that sort of quadrangle of of laziness. Um, Chicago's not good, but yeah, it seems to me like the desert people are the ones that are just like I don't know if they're just baked or tired or whatever baked from the sun that is. Um, but yeah, it's as as you see in my videos, it's nowhere safe, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was a, uh, I I thought you were gonna say Philly because. Philly's not great. I'll, I'll definitely agree. Like the the Philly, and then on the the other tip of that would be Long Island. I, I feel like there's a lot of crossover, even though they're not, you know, they're a few hours away from each other. There, I, I see like a lot of crossover as far as the type of people there. Um, although driving around, because I was like like you mentioned just in Philly a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was sort of there's one video before the Levittown video where I was going to some really rough neighborhoods like the WalMarts and the Lowe's over there. Um, and it was to the point where people were just stealing carts. The security guards mentioned like, cause I was at this, it was a Walmart. Right. And, uh, there were like some lady came up to me and said, where the hell are the carts? And there were maybe <laughs> 20 carts in the whole lot and a big lot. And I walk inside the store where there should be that big area on the inside of the store. There should be just rows and rows of carts. There was nothing. And I go to the security guards. They're like, yeah, somebody's showing up at U-Haul just steals them every night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeez. So it's to, it's actually to the next level where people can't even have the opportunity to to because it's just it's it's, it's tanked into such a crab hole. Um. So yeah, Philly's not great. I, I've done a few tours through there and tours, and uh, it's not awesome. But uh, yeah, it's I, you know I mean, I, from just running around Philly, I get you get a very Chicago sort of vibe as far as just the type of neighborhoods, the type of people. Right. Uh, especially the bad neighborhoods, man. It's 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 rough. Baltimore's like that too, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I I need to ask you about Perry Carabello. <laughs> yes, he's a uh, he is uh, prominently featured in in at least one video. Yeah, and I heard him on a. a I think it was like a recent Jerky Boys album. Uh, the Jerky Boys called him up. And he yes. got is so I don't really know much about him. Is he supposed to be like I, I first heard of him through your channel and then I heard him on the jerky boys. But is he supposed to be like an internet comedian or okay? <laughs> uh it's it's a long story. I'll try to keep it as, as basic as possible. So Perry Caravello, um he currently does a stream. He well, he is the host of a stream on Twitch and YouTube and so on and so forth. That being said, he does not run his own stream. Um, a, a man, a guy, Tom, Tom Brennan does, who's sort of his manager. Cause he's not, he couldn't figure all that stuff out. He's just not technically savvy. He's, he's getting, he's getting on years. He's in his mid to late fifties now. 
So originally he was discovered uh, in the late nine, mid to late nineties in LA by uh, Jimmy Kimmel uh, and other local comedians. So he was a wannabe actor, wannabe comedian, uh, wannabe like singer slash band manager in, in LA in the nineties and comedians in LA found him because he would go to like the open mic comedy nights and that, and he was a complete psycho there. Like his act was strange and deranged. Uh, he was real handsy with women, which comes into play at some point. Um, and so the local comedians who again were known to Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla back in the day to the point that Jimmy and Adam and uh, who would now who and cousin Sal, who of course works with who is Jimmy's real life cousin and is on his show now. They would they were doing a public access show and they would feature Perry on it with like the local LA comics because he was such a weird character and such a fame whore. So fast forward to 2003, Jimmy Jimmy and Adam produce a movie where they basically prank Perry and take advantage of how much he wants to be a celebrity. They they pretend that he's a star of a movie. It's called Windy City Heat. You can find it on YouTube, uh, and that was on Comedy Central. It was like an hour long. And then, so Perry just kept on trying to be a celebrity, trying to, and people, the local LA comics would keep on screwing with him. Um, then he started doing a podcast hosted by a bunch of Jimmy Kimmel's friends and Jimmy and Guillermo and a bunch of celebrities would come on the podcast and basically prank Perry the entire time, but playing again, playing on his want for a celebrity. So they did that podcast for years and eventually, uh, Things in Perry's life deteriorated because he was on quote disability, uh, and he got scammed out of <laughs> by like you know tele telemarketers essentially or internet scammers. So then he started doing a live stream to make money, but again he wasn't doing he's not doing the stream. This guy Tom is and you, hosting it with Perry. Same premise though. Perry wants to be famous. People you know blah blah blah. So again, this has been going on for 25, 30 years at this point. Uh, and he, he, I, I worked with people who used to know, work with Jimmy and Adam back in LA. So I knew about Perry's podcast and I followed him onto the stream, et cetera. It came up on the stream again, long story, obviously <laughs> this is a 30 year prank. So it comes up on the stream at one point that Perry used to work as a grocery attendant and, um, Cardinarks was a thing, obviously people were like, Oh, don't let the Cardinarks bust you. I'm sure you, Perry were used to work at a grocery store. Like we talked about earlier, you take your car back. He's like, eh, sometimes. So people are like, Oh, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I knew the guy who runs the stream. Um, and I said, and I was talking with him and I said, Hey, uh, obviously we're not going to tell Perry, uh, but text me when because the guy who runs the stream also helps perry with his his finances and stuff because he's not he's not perry's not disabled but he just he's so gullible and he does fall for these scams so tom really really helps perry as far as like keeping him safe from actual people that want to hurt him and steal his money essentially but he said you know what as part of the whole lighthearted prank of things which by the way that's what card narcs is it's a very i'm, I'm lighthearted about things people Take it too far on the other side, but I'm never <laughs> threatening anybody. So he said, I'll tell you what, when Perry goes out, I'll try to alert because I'm in L.A. pretty close to him. I'll alert you when he goes. So uh, fast forward to it was February of this year where Perry was at a Costco and he didn't put his cart back again. He doesn't know I'm going to be there, but uh, Tom had uh, had alerted me he was going to be there. Now, this was the fourth time I had known where Perry was going to be. The other three times he put his cart back. 
because he was parked like right next to the thing or there wasn't space next to his car. Um, this time though, he didn't. And he, he, uh, he flew into a rage, which is kind of his, he also has anger problems, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so he flies into a rage. He tries to beat me up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He calls the, the, the hotline that I have on my, on my magnets, that, that phone number. Um, so I tried to explain this in the comments on the YouTube video. And I think people have kind of gotten it at this point that yes, I knew of Perry, but he had no idea that I was going to be there whatsoever. So it's, again, I, no Cartnox encounter, like I mentioned, is ever either known to the person ahead of time or by any means scripted. Um, but this is one of the few where I'd gotten a tip, essentially, where he was going to be and that he was kind of lazy. And things went from there. So that's, again, it's about a, hopefully as tight as I can keep the Perry story as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you want to actually, you know who does, because uh, there's, a, there's a weird sort of like, there are other no, like he goes on the Pajama Pants podcast, which is, Robert Eiler and Jamie Lynn Sigler from The Sopranos, the two oh, Sopranos okay. kids, and then another guy, I'm sorry, I don't know his name off the top of my head. They're fans of Perry, and he's actually appeared as a guest on their podcast a handful of times. So, um, you know, like there's, because of Aunt Adam and Jimmy uh, knowing about Perry, there have been so, all kinds of celebrities over the year, uh, you know, from uh, oh, Dominic Moynihan from Lord of the Rings has gone to Perry's apartment, uh, you know. <laughs> so like he's bands, friends with like, all the famous that, people. Yeah, just like all these weird, like famous people who like him. Uh, I was told, I can't say the celebrity, but because uh, it was a private conversation, but like Jimmy, like like A-list celebrities have been fans of Perry, known about Jimmy's relation to Perry and have like had him show up at things <laughs> as like just a, essentially a celebrity guest. Um, so yeah, he's, well, he's a what... weird creature of the internet uh, that that has a little bit of Cartonarch's crossover as well. Well, that's what that's what he always wanted. He always wanted to be a celebrity, and I guess he's uh, so, sort of like a celebrity. Yeah, and it's funny. I, there's a story. There's a very famous story with Perry where he he wanted to be a celebrity so bad that he he gave a guy a handjob essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and he is not gay, and he's very adamant about not being gay. But again, he's a little gullible, and uh, and he's he was formerly married, has a had a child who's now grown, uh, but. Uh, again it's it's this just wants to be wants to be famous yeah again to some extent he is he, he's supposedly a former skateboarder as well right he takes that, yeah he takes big claim to fame. yeah he he uh it's funny well again this is there's so many rabbit holes with him but so after windy city heat he was uh the, the again the comedy central movie he was on a local radio station here in la k-rock to promote it, uh, I, I don't know if Jimmy Kimmel was in the studio, but Johnny Knoxville was there. And Johnny Knoxville is again, who, all these weird little, all these celebrities who know about Perry. He was there and he offered kind of jokingly Perry, I believe it was $50,000 to put his penis in a mousetrap. <laughs> <laughs> and Perry, I believe, did it. I think there's photos and videos out. Oh. This was this was before, you know, social media, really. So there's at least photos of this somewhere. And then Johnny didn't pay up because I think he was, obviously he was joking. Oh, God. Uh, and so Perry sued... Again, I don't have all the facts here precisely, but he sued Johnny Knoxville, sued Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Carolla, uh, probably Comedy Central, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, I don't blame him. He he, <laughs> he he put his penis on a mousetrap and he didn't get paid. I, I I'm on the, I'm on his side for that one. So yeah, well, here's the thing: is again, I I I wasn't there. This was God almost 20 years ago at this point, uh, and 
And so he they they settled with Perry for I believe fifty thousand dollars. He he again tried to be. He was a former. He claims he was a, a almost pro skateboarder, but he got in a car wreck. Uh, and then he used that money to create his own skateboarding company, which lost a ton of money because he can't run a business, um, and so on and so forth. So and he sued a lot of people. Were you know behind the scenes um, after the whole because he that's his first. There's some weird thing about certain people where their go-to, and you hear it in some Cardinarks videos, is I'm going to sue you. Like, they're going to sue, sue, sue. They think that's the way to solve problems. And that's certainly Perry's uh, Perry's mentality because he sued all sorts of people throughout the years. He wants to sue me. You hear it in the in, <laughs> for scratches. He has like a 2000 Corolla. And so the – that's another thing with Cardinarks to kind of take a side, a side note route here is you hear the, well, the magnets can cause scratches. Um, and I've talked to a lot of detailing and body guys and magnets really, if, if it was covered in gravel and it was like being scraped across it, I might, you might get some minor scuffing of like the clear coat or whatever, you know, whatever that top layer is, but that would really have to be rubbing it in there, especially with modern day paint jobs. Or if it was left on there for months at a time in this direct sunlight, you could get a fading issue. Right. But the the casual five minutes or ten minutes on there, no, it it isn't. It's not even. Or else I would have been sued for that. Yeah, but that's what Perry wants to sue me for was minor <laughs> scratches on his two thousand curl. <laughs> that's great. Which I'm I'm up for. If anyone if anyone on I've mentioned this before. If anyone honestly wants to sue me for damages to their car, first off, they there there are no real damages because there are how many hundreds of Cardinarks videos are there where magnet goes on. I, if there was real damage, someone would have the receipt and it just hasn't been presented. So but if they want to, <laughs> I'm up for it because I think it'd be hilarious to expose them for their stupidity. It, it's just another thing. It's just another thing. They just don't like being called out for, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's one of the 50 lists of, of things that people try to talk about as opposed to talking about the shopping cart. All right, Sebastian, I, I, I know I know that you're a busy man. Uh, save, save in the world one card at a time. <laughs> Um, so I'm not going to hold you up too much longer, but I do have a couple more questions. Yeah, some, yeah. some curious questions. So I noticed in a couple of your videos that you have some agents in training, but after a video, you never see them again. Are they just local to? Do they just work work with you when you go to their to their? Yeah, city? there there are a few videos uh, in Albuquerque and Victoria specifically. There's another guy Jay who's been around in a couple, uh, like in Las Vegas and uh, outside of Atlanta. Um, so Steph Sugar, she's in Albuquerque, and uh, uh, Alana Alana, sorry, she's in Victoria, uh, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, those are local people who messaged me saying, "Hey." They'll like tag me on Instagram and show videos of carts or show them putting back carts and said, Hey, if you're ever in whatever city, uh, I'll show you around. And for instance, I had never been to Albuquerque to do cart narcs. So I had her up when she was there and actually it was fun because she was doing some busting and then her husband, you can hear him. He's on the, the walkie, which I love. That's my favorite thing about doing cart narcs with a partner is, is having eyes in the back of my head. Uh, Cause I, I see that all the time where I'll show up and I'll be following somebody and whatever. And I'll turn around. Ah, like right where I was, there's a cart sitting there. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, those agents, deputy trainees, what I typically call them. And, and those are just local folks who, yeah, who wanted to help out. And, and, uh, in, in certain cases, I'm very, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they seem to really be into it too, which is which is awesome. That that there's people all, all over the country that are. Oh yeah, and your... like I said, to Canada internationally. Yeah. Yeah. So that, now, uh, now I you're probably expecting this, but I I need to ask you about the whole Doctor Phil thing. Yeah. Which uh, which I saw on YouTube. How originally, like the when you got contacted to be on the on the show did you get contacted by the dr phil show or yeah yeah that was it was one of their producers said hey we've seen your videos would you want to come on and talk about it and i was like yeah absolutely of course uh because they 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 they, their studios are a mile from where i live here in la um so it's super easy and um it took a few weeks to get it all together is because they they contacted a they they said they they were able to locate 21 people, I guess through private investigators, essentially, because there's no identifying information in any of the videos other than the city I'm in and what kind of car they drive. It's like the average person can't find who these people are unless they know them personally already. So I guess they they contacted a bunch of folks, contacted like you saw on the on the episode, all these experts, <laughs> quote unquote, to attack me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was just some producer on Dr. Phil said, "Hey, you want to be on the show?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And the the guy that they brought on the show, the oh. the the lazy bones that you bust at one point, he was really putting on a show. Like he was acting like he was like distraught from from what for what you did to him. Like he really like it looked like ever since you busted him, his life hasn't been the same. It's weird too because <laughs> when they mentioned who it was, I was like, who? Because his encounter was was almost not was so almost nothing he didn't get out of the truck and try to beat me up and call the cops or anything like that um i think because they said they had contacted other folks from the show and they had more ready to go but they all kind of got cold feet at the last minute is what i was told um so i think the the, the bright the hot lights of dr phil were too much for a lot of people <laughs> but that guy he got he's local la so i think it was easy for him to get there and yeah he was not the best uh the best person to talk about the carts and uh I, I tried to go easy on him because of that because you could tell he wasn't like he just wasn't he wasn't the best the best counter arguer really uh dr phil or lazy no bones? the guy they brought on the lazy bones yeah 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 oh, okay he wasn't he didn't really put up much of a fight so i didn't try to like i didn't go super hard on him yeah he he seemed uh very uh like skittish yeah, he wasn't. And again, I, I don't blame him. These aren't professionals. I, I I certainly have the advantage in that case, and that I've done this a thousand times, so I know what's coming. And these are just people, kind of like I said, you know, caught with their hands in the cookie jar, or their pants down, like ah, damn it, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, it, it's just so funny because, I, I, in my opinion, like I can't I can't stand Doctor Phil, and <laughs> a lot a lot of people feel the same way. But it was just so funny how like he like tried to make you out to be such a villain. He was playing. I don't know. Yeah. People have talked about like, Oh, Dr. Phil's he gets crapped on in the comments. I see a lot. Oh, he's a lazy bones. Oh, I can't believe he would take up for these people and that kind of stuff. And I think there's a degree of that, but there's also a degree of like, he knows that if it's me and him coming down on somebody, it would be kind of bullying or piling on. So maybe he tried to play the devil's advocate to a certain degree. Uh, that being said, personally, even though I didn't have a ton of time with him off camera, just sitting there between while well, they're resetting for the next uh, next segment, he was very polite and kind. He was complimentary to me. Thank me for coming. Thank my mom for coming. 
so he wasn't cruel or mean by any means, but he was very like, he was not going to hear my arguments essentially. Uh, I, that was going to be my next question. If you got to speak with him off the air and like, how, how was he when he wasn't, when, when he wasn't playing, like playing his like TV persona, you know? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't talk to him. Like he didn't come into the, the, the dressing room before and to introduce himself or anything, but we had a minute or two while he, we were getting ready for stuff and he was, you know, pleasant, cordial again, thanked me. Um, and it's funny too, cause he went, this was the episode. He went on a, a show called the talk. Oh, it's like just a daytime talk show. Jerry O'Connell, who, who's a fan of Cardinals, by the way, uh, and other people host it. He went on the talk to promote his newest season and he was promoting Cardinals. <laughs> cause I guess it's, cause it's a good conversation piece. It's, you know, when yeah. people talk about it, it's a good thing. Like, do you take your card back? It's a, it's a, just a, it's a daily slice. Everything, everybody has an opinion on it essentially. Um, right, yeah. and it was funny cause Jerry told me, uh, we talked to him on the radio show I'm on about it. And he's like, he said that Dr. Phil did come on his, to his dressing room to talk to him. And he's like, to tell him what's going on. And said, like, okay, there's this guy who goes around shopping cars and Jerry's like, I know that guy. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> um, by the way, Jerry, he's like doing a thousand things now. He's like hosting the new Pictionary game show. He's, you know, he's got a real like rent. He's like daytime TV guy. I just, you know, he's handsome and, and people, you know, he's got, he's a family man and a dad these days. Uh, <laughs> so it's weird that like there's these weird, like much like the Perry Caravello thing, there are these weird Cartnarks crossovers, people, <laughs> people going in and out of different lives. And uh, again, I think it's, it's such, like I said, it's such a universal thing. It's, everyone has an opinion on it one way or the other. So it's, it's just, you know, it's nice. It's nice to have a small little effect on people's lives, I guess. I was going to ask you if you think that Dr. Phil puts his shopping cart back, but since he's like a multimillionaire, he probably never, he probably just orders his groceries. Yeah, I uh, doubt he's, or hey, or has like someone who does it for him or his wife has, I bet you who well, actually is, because if you look at his, 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 his address is public because he has his giant compound in Bel Air, uh, from what I understand. Um, yeah, he's not the type of guy who's going to go out to the grocery store, I doubt. Uh, but, you know, let's say 25 years ago, probably, because that's his whole deal. His whole deal when he started was, hey, man, you damn teenager, stop yelling at your mom, pick up after yourself, take take responsibility in your life for what you're, you know. His whole thing was personal responsibility and getting your act together. And nowadays, he seems to have done a 180. He just wants to play the devil's advocate. That that's Doctor Phil just wants to play the devil's advocate forever. Yeah, whoever. Yeah, he's he's opposite <laughs> whatever his guest is. Essentially, it seems like. Right. Yeah. Now, did you did you ever see the episode where he had the guy from Bum Fights on there, and he, the guy showed up wearing a bald cap? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I don't know if that episode is available online anywhere, but I've seen the still shots from it where the uh, the guy who for for folks who don't know, Bum Fights was very early on in the internet where a guy would go out and pay. Homeless people, what, 50 bucks to beat the hell out of each other, essentially? Yeah. Uh, and so Dr. Phil had him on, and that guy, yeah, I think he I think he actually shaved the bald spot in and then, like, <laughs> had a mustache. And and people have said to me, hey, why didn't you do that to Dr. <laughs> Phil? Because then he would, like, he look, oh, you, because the, the premise being that, well, you exploit idiots for money, and that's just what I'm doing. Obviously, people fighting each other and losing teeth is a little different than having a disagreement on TV, but I understand the point he was trying to make, but I think that guy got kicked off in like five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Because that- he was, that was my thing with Dr. Phil is I was going to, I was going to play by his game. I was going to, it's his show. I'm going to, 
play under his rules, so to speak. Um, and people say to me, well, why didn't you do that? I was like, and I said to myself, you know what? If you know about the bum fights guy looking like Dr. Phil, I bet you Dr. Phil's staff knows that too. And they probably would see it coming. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't agree. I, I don't agree with the whole bum fights thing. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's fucked up how those guys treated the homeless, but Dr. Phil was going to bring him on the show to shame him over that or argue with him over that, which is fine. But Dr. Phil felt embarrassed that he uh, shaved his head to make himself look bald like Dr. Phil. And that's, I think that's why Dr. Phil kicked him off in like five seconds. <laughs> yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to go back and see if I can find the original clip somewhere, but yeah, it's uh, the, the photos are definitely everywhere. It's, it's funny. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I don't think I again I think I think the people at Dr. Phil are are, are on to it if anyone else showed up with the same sort of idea. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something you could do once. You can't do it again. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I run a podcast about horror movies. Th this is my podcast. And the the real the relation I'm getting for having you on is the movie I'm doing gonna be covering is a horror movie that takes place in a grocery store so okay. there's there's the connection <laughs> and that's, that's why that's why i decided to reach out to you and i i really do appreciate you agreeing to do this we've been talking about this for about six months now i think right oh cool yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I reached out to you a while back but yeah yeah, yeah. oh wasn't fully ready and i'm glad that you gave me the opportunity to bring you on you you're definitely the my most famous guest i've had on the <laughs> uh, had on the show so far so well, no i'm always happy uh to go and talk on talk about carts uh you know the the door the invite is open uh you know for anybody who, who wants to chat for the most part awesome do you do you have anything else you want to promote or just your youtube channel I mean, forget the YouTube channel. Just take your cart back. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to, if you want to share the videos, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, not TikTok. They are there are Cartnarks videos on TikTok. They are not mine because I'm banned from TikTok because they they said it was a challenge. Um, which I obviously I I'm, in every video I don't say, and anytime I'm asked, I don't say to do it. I say don't do it. In fact, I say just put your cart back. Uh, I'm sure. But yeah. So if I'm you want, sure there are because. People will approach me and say, oh, I know you're from TikTok. And I was like, well, sort of. You yeah, see my I'm videos sure. on there, which is fine. There, there's probably some videos of of you, but on the other side where so a bystander or the person that's being told to put their car back is videoing you. I, I have yet to see any of those videos. It's, but I'm, It's so I'm, funny you mentioned that because, yeah, there are definitely ones, Cartnarks videos, where you see them get their phone out. And I then, I then I start and I wait for them to start recording and I say, okay, well, what's happened here? Is this person is blah blah blah? And I don't know that they've ever posted those because I think it just makes them look bad. <laughs> but I, 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 they exist. They're on these people's phones, maybe their Facebook pages. But I would think there that like one of their friends would be like, oh my god, I can't believe it, and would send it to me. But I've ne I've never seen one yet. Yeah, neither have I. But I, I mean, I've even searched on Instagram like hashtag Cartnarks. It's just all your videos. But I, I would, I would be interested to see the other side. But, but like you said, they're probably embarrassed because it's clear, it's clear who you are. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I, they don't catch me like yelling and threatening them. They catch me explaining what happened, and they're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> you know, damn it. <laughs> it's all, it's all a bluff. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, like oh, I, I'm going to show you. Oh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Agent Sebastian, it's been an honor to have you on. No, no, thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. And maybe when you're in the Philly area again, maybe we'll run into each other. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'll be back. It's, I, I do a lot of – I'm in New York a lot just for other stuff, and I try to not just stay in the city, number one, because there aren't – you have to go outside the city to find actual parking lots with shopping carts in them. Because uh, people are like, go do this in Manhattan or Harlem. I'm like, where? <laughs> it doesn't <Yeah>. exist. <laughs> you got to go to some place with suburbs at least. Uh, and you know, and so, but I, I try to get down to Philly, up to Boston, out to, you know, uh, to, 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 uh, Pittsburgh, et cetera, when I can. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. Well, I, like I said, I appreciate it and, uh, have a good night. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So I hope everyone enjoyed the interview I had with agent Sebastian. I'm here with Janina and hubs. And you, you heard some of the interview I had with Sebastian. You've heard uh, some excerpts of it. What what did you think of it? I think that he seems like a cool guy. I think uh, he was a great guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard little little bits and pieces of it, but sounded like it was a good conversation. Sounds like he has a lot of passion about, you know, putting the carts back in the cart corral the man is a cart genius (laughs) is it a cart genius or is it a stickler for putting carts away i think and i could learn a thing or two and you know that i could learn a thing or two from him because he's all about self-accountability and picking up after yourself i think that's Mm. He likes the whole. He likes self accountability. Mm-hmm. So, did you learn anything? You had the opportunity, did you? Well, I put oh. I put my car back. I I. Well, bo- no, 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 no. You've done that. Well, first off, when was the last you went shopping to put your car back? And number two, I think we're talking about everyday life accountability and putting things away. I'm getting better at it. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I went grocery shop and I grabbed a few things and I had a cart and I put, I don't even think about it. I always put it back in the shopping cart corral because I don't want to be lazy and leave it in the middle of a parking spot, blocking a spot or the wind blows the carts and... It hits someone's car, and then, you know, it could be your car. Could be. Dad, do you always put your car away? I do. Away? I do. Good, because... I'm too much of a people pleaser, so I'm afraid if people see that I don't put my car away, they'll judge me. Well, he does come to this area sometimes. He was in Levittown a couple That's of weeks far ago. away. That's not here. He could go to he could he could come to anywhere. That's the thing. He could be anywhere at any time. Well, I don't need to worry because number one, I hardly leave leave my house to go shopping anymore. <laughs> number two, whenever I do, I put it away. Starting to feel like Halloween outside, isn't it? It is. I uh, I'm sitting here with a blanket on and with the windows open, and it feels wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, we just got our our dog a Nightmare Before Christmas t-shirt from PetSmart, and he's wearing it right now. And we he... didn't light any candles, did we? No, we should do that right now, actually. Doesn't feel very fall without our fall candles. Where Where's the lighter? Is it downstairs? Probably. You said you were going to take it back. It's closing time. Star will be closing in 15 minutes. But the night crew still has work to do. Oh my god, we're gonna get in so much trouble. Because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied. No, this creep keeps calling you. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. <gasps> Who's there? He wants to cut their inventory. <laughs> You're crazy! In fact, he wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now he's turning their retail store. There's going to be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. sure our fall candles were lit you know we are basic af mm-hmm. our yankee candle fall candles <laughs> expensive but they're they are nice mm-hmm. i definitely got you into the candle game that you did this episode there's a lot of grocery store talk but Interviewing Agent Sebastian segues into the grocery store slasher movie, Intruder. Which I saw for the first time not too long ago, maybe a year or so ago. Snoozed on this one for a long time. And it's one of my favorite movies to watch recently. Like, it's not one of my favorite horror movies, but... I love going on Tubi and putting it on. It's just a it's just a fun gore fest slasher movie. Before we get into it, I would like to ask Janina if uh, she's looking forward to any horror movies coming out for Halloween, whether it's Hocus Pocus or. Anything. Uh, what Halloween stuff are you <clears throat> mostly excited about? Well, I don't know if there's any other movies that are coming out. I don't care that if I... it's movies or not, but it could be Haunted Hayrides. Any I guess just really the, well, the Haunted Hayride will be fun. Um, but also just like the atmosphere and the smells of fall and Halloween and just you know, I'm I'm tired of the heat, so I think just excited for the cool evenings and the spooky decor. Ooh. Um, 
So yeah, I really just think like the the vibes and the decorations and stuff. Yeah. That's what I love. Uh, go going into Spirit Halloween really uh does something to my what what's that? Pleasure chemical? The endorphins or is it serotonin? Serotonin, yeah. Get a get a rush of serotonin when I go into Spirit Halloween. Or just go into the Halloween aisle at Lowe's. Because Lowe's has some good Halloween stuff. I think Hub saw something spooky. Uh-oh, yeah. I think I think Hub sees something spooky outside. Maybe it's the killer from Intruder. <laughs> Janina hasn't seen the trailer for the new Hellraiser yet. And I think it looks pretty damn good. I mean, it's probably not something that I'd find incredibly appealing. You might actually like it because we're going to watch it together when it comes out. So, it comes out on Hulu. Directed direct Hulu. And a lot of the Hulu stuff. A lot of the original Hulu movies that have been coming out lately have been pretty good. What, like horror movies? Yeah, like, um, the last one I saw that was a Hulu original was Prey, the Predator sequel. And I think that was the most watched original Hulu movie. Like, it got more views than any other original Hulu movie. Interesting. Beautiful, isn't it? It's really nice. You can hold it. What is it? It's a puzzle. And it's almost finished. Keep going. So if I solve it, do I get a prize? I do. Six sides, six configurations. It opens up and it cuts you. And then they come to collect. Mm-hmm. 
Pinhead's voice is creepy in it, don't you think? It's, it's, yes. I don't like it. So you don't want to see it? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I don't know. It's not my type of movie, but. They they have a, a female playing Pinhead this time. Why? Well, they've always had like female like demons in uh, the Hellraiser movies. But isn't Pinhead always the same? No. Um, well, <clears throat> different actors have played as them. Have has played as them. Oh. After like seven or eight, that's when someone else was playing as. Pinhead. So, and there have been female. The demons in the Hellraiser movies are called Cenobites. They're like. Cinnabon? They're like hell. Uh, they're like. They're almost like dominatrixes. Or. Uh, you know, like, like it's a lot of like S and M like style torture. Oh, well, that's kind of surprising in like this type of a lot, a lot film of and... a, a lot of kinky people like the Hellraiser movies. Kinky people, huh? I like the kink. So I'm excited to see that for Halloween. And I need to get the movies on actual physical. Me- I need to get the physical media of the of the Hellraiser movies. I don't have only have the one on DVD, and I got fair amount. I got the first three on VHS. Don't have a VHS player right now. Nope. Because that person that I bought from. The marketplace on Facebook screwed me, that's why. Well, you also broke the one I had. That wasn't my fault. That was your fault. No, it wasn't my fault. Mm, Whose fault was it? It was old. Nope, it worked perfect. It was, you put in, you put in a broken VHS and broke it, is what happened. Yeah, it turned out I could have just used the VCR for that TV the whole time too, and then that VCR broke. It's probably from putting in a bad v- uh, v- VHS. Because you keep buying these off of the marketplace. Do a lot of these VHS collectors, do you think, do they watch these movies too? Or do they just keep them for their collection? If they watch them, I know that the tapes have to be in good condition to watch them. But do the col- will, collect it and- will the collectors even like accept the, the broken tapes? Probably not. If they actually are true collectors, they probably inspect it before they pick it up. But anyway, I'm gonna get into Intruder, and Janina has not seen this movie. She never watched it with me. I watched it all by myself. I didn't even ask her. I know that this movie is not something Janina would be interested in, but. When I go over the movie with her, maybe she will be interested afterwards. 
So this is a movie that was directed by Scott Spiegel. He's directed From Dust Till Dawn 2, Hostel Part 3, Spring Break 83, Picnic, I'll Never Hile Again, The James Hoffa Story, Booby Bartenders. Have you seen any of these? Three on a Couch, which is a short. No Doughboys, which is a short. He does. He's done a lot of uh, shorts, like Curse of the Werewolf. He's also a writer and an actor. Story by Lawrence Bender. Starring Elizabeth Cox as Jennifer. Renee Estevez. Emilio Estevez's sister. She she looks just like her dad. Well, so does Charlie Sheen. Wait, look at her. Doesn't she look just like Martin Sheen? Kind of. Yeah, she does. And I've never really seen her in anything other than Intruder and Sleepaway Camp Part 2. I think she was in that. Sleepaway Camp Part 2, she was Molly. Sam Raimi as Meat Room Randy. Ted Raimi as Produce Joe. Burst Ears as Bub. That's what we call our dog, Bub. Eugene Robert Glazer as Danny. But apparently it stars Bruce Campbell. That's, that's the main star of the movie. He's all over... The cover is like, oh, starring Bruce Campbell of the Evil Dead. Yeah, like, he, he's the, 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 the star in this movie, but I'm going to spoil this if you haven't seen it. He's only in uh, the last 30 seconds of the movie, but it's like, Bruce Campbell, intruder. Like, it's supposed to be, like, starring him the whole time. Fun facts. The film was shot in an actual grocery store in Bell, California, during the evenings when the store was closed. Like what they typically do. The film was originally entitled The Night Crew, but distributors felt that the film would be more marketable if it was given a more generic slasher movie title. It was released as Intruder. I like the other one better. The Night Crew? I like The Night Crew better. Uh, I think Intruder is too boring. The Night Crew kind of sounds like uh, a made-for-TV movie, though. Mm, I don't know. I like it better. This film was based around Scott Spiegel's experiences working at the Real Walnut Lake Market in Michigan. I used to work at a grocery store, too. Small world. Small world. Someone, someone else worked at a grocery store. It was also sort of a remake of a Super 8 short film by Spiegel. Did a mm-hmm. lot of shorts. And the short was a slasher movie called Night Crew. And featured a more Michael Myers inspired killer. What's this one? It's a, it's a slasher. So it's like a Michael Myers type? Well, I think Michael Myers is because, like, he, like, doesn't say anything, you know? Oh. He's more, like, superhuman. Well, what's this one? 
We'll get into it. Okay. We will get into it. But this this isn't Halloween in a grocery store, though. I think that, I think they were like trying to get like a more like like a Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees type horror guy to be killing these kids in the supermarket. Instead, it was more like a regular person that's doing the killing. Okay. Regular, except that they're a serial killer. Got it. The town where the film is set, Walnut Lake, Michigan, is named after a lake in West Bloomfield, Michigan. Director Scott Spiegel, the Ramy brothers, and Bruce Campbell grew up in the West Bloomfield, Bloomfield Hills area, which I knew that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were from that area. That or like Tennessee, like where like the Evil Dead was filmed, but... I, was, I thought it was either Michigan or Tennessee. The film's Italian title is... Can you say this? Because I don't I don't speak Italian. Even, even though I'm Italian, I, I can't speak Italian. Torero Senza Voito. I think you butchered it. I think I butchered it too. I don't speak Italian either, so I don't know. Volto, Mamma Mia. There's no L. Yeah, there is. Is it not I? Voita, Volta, who cares? It translates to Terror Without a Face, which is a stupid title for the movie because it doesn't describe the movie at all. At one point in pre-production, Toby Hooper was originally set to direct, which I've been fi- I would have been fine with because Toby Hooper is one of my favorite directors. And what does he make? What does he make? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Poltergeist. Even though there's the argument that Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist, you probably get a lot of Steven Spielberg. Invaders from Mars, Life Force. Funhouse, a lot of movies. He's directed a lot. Oh, yeah. That's that's the end of uh, the fun facts. <laughs> well, that's the end of the fun of facts. facts. Yeah, I guess we'll go into uh, the plot of the movie now. All right. And then Janina will find out who the killer is. Oh boy. So the movie opens up with a full moon, which is appropriate because. It was distributed by Full Moon Features, which is like a lot of stupid. Full Moon Features has a lot of stupid movies. Like, I'll mix make something up right now. They'll they'll like have a movie called like Re- Revenge of the Killer Killer Microwave. Um, they have. Hmm. I think Full Moon also did Evil Bong, about uh. uh- a bong that's evil. Yeah. Which I'd never seen, but my old roommate, Mike, he, he loved those movies. He's like, I bought all the evil bong movies from 7-Eleven. Oh, wow. Evil bong. Dude, it's one scary trip. So the two main characters, well, the two female main characters are introduced. It's Jennifer Elizabeth Cox and Linda Renee 
Estevez in their cashier. And they love their jobs as cashiers, by the way. Did you love your job as a cashier? I had fun working at the grocery store. At Gennardi's, owned by Safeway. No longer a company because Safeway ran that place into the ground. I could never work at a grocery store. You were never a cashier? I never worked at a grocery store, no. Just didn't didn't intrigue me. It's the easiest job a high schooler could ever have. Well, probably was one of the easiest jobs. You're right. It's probably why a lot of high schoolers do that job. I mean, a lot, of high, a lot of high schoolers are idiotic at it, too. But Were you? I'm sure at times I was pretty stupid. I'm sure um, some woman went home and was like, you should have saw the dope that rang me out. He was a real idiot. He forgot to scan my coupons. <laughs> Which I would forget to scan coupons all the time. So, and well, you were that cashier, huh? And, and, the, and they would get all pissed off at me when I would forget. Well, did they so, hand it to you and you just didn't yeah, do it? And I just well, forget. Well, and, and then, it's and, not that hard, remember. And then, like, if I forget to scan the coupons, I would try to hide it. Like, I wouldn't, like, say anything to them because I didn't want to get yelled at. And then we're like, oh, did you scan the coupon? I'm like, oh, no, I forgot. I'm so sorry. Couldn't you just scan it? No, they, they, well, back then they would have to go back to customer service. But, like, if, if that's the worst thing to happen to you all day, someone forgot to scan your coupons. Oh, you got to save some money. They, they looked for them. They went through the newspaper and found their damn coupons. And you weren't going to scan well, it for them? After, after, a, after a while, though, I put the coupons, like, Right, like on the on the scanner, so I couldn't forget them, you know. Oh, that was a smart move. So they're they're gossiping about guys, and there's this act, this character actor from the Three Stooges, is makes like a cameo appearance. Apparently, it's the only horror movie he's ever been in, and his name is Emil Sitka. And he's just like a, basically in this, he's just like a crazy old man that's just like ranting on and on. And I could see the, I could see this being me as an old man. I got to show you this guy real quick.
a grumpy old man. That's what he would always he would always say that in um the Three Stooges. He would say, "Hold hands, you lovebirds." Oh, from the Three Stooges. Yeah, my dad would know more about that than I would. Hold hands, you lovebirds. Do you think I'll be that crazy when I'm old? I hope not. I think I will. I'm already like that now, sort of, uh, especially when I'm at the grocery store. You, when you see me at the grocery, you, you'll you'll see me t- mumbling to myself at the grocery store, talking to myself at the grocery store. Okay, I, I that's why I don't like going to the grocery store. Why? Because people go nuts in the grocery store. Ah, it's just just a pain. So Jennifer goes out to get carts, and there's carts all over the place. Where's Agent Sebastian when you need him? And Red Herring is introduced right away. The whole movie, you are led to believe that this guy is the killer. Someone is lurking at Jennifer. Michael Myers style. You see his reflection in the door. The guy that's lurking is Jennifer's ex-boyfriend. Yeah, he's a he's a psychopath and he desperately wants her back. And he's like what's it called when you're at like wit's end where like you have like nothing left to lose. Just you've nothing left to lose. He has nothing left to lose this guy. This guy is a uh, he's a uh, at the bottom of a barrel. Yeah. So he shows up in the store Starts harassing Jennifer, saying that he wants her back. Makes a scene. He wants to talk to her. He's yelling, and he's, like, slamming his hand down on the counter. And he physically grabs Jennifer. And a fight breaks out because of it, because people are trying to pull him off of her. Um, Sam Raimi, the director of Evil Dead, I don't know if I mentioned that, He's the meat guy in this movie. He comes out with a cup of coffee. Craig, the psycho ex-boyfriend, I don't know if I mentioned his name. His name is Craig. Jumps him and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he ju- he completely jumps Sam Raimi and there's this wild bass line as he, as he jumps Sam Raimi. I can't even do it, but there was a wild bass line. It was like, doo-doo-doo. Oh, like music? Yeah. And um, the, the store manager uh, punches Craig in the stomach when he's being held back. Uh, and this other guy shows up, the, which is, this guy is probably the most fascinating guy in the whole entire movie. Bub. He's introduced. And I've never seen him in anything else, but when I did a... Uh, a check on him. It turns out I have seen him. He was in uh, Pulp Fiction. He was the guy that was with the other guys in the apartment when they're eating burgers for breakfast. And he's laying on the couch and Samuel L. Jackson shoots him or shoots at him on the couch. He's like, did I break your concentration? You were such a dick, Tim. Jack, oh, it's really, No, hey, it's so quit. typical of you. So... They're trying to build suspense and everyone is lurking or looking around the store to try to find Craig. And you would, I thought that the scene would have dragged on too long, 
but the 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 eerie spooky music they use makes it work even though it's like it works more for like a paranormal type of movie it it, it works good for this it, it's just like very spooky sound it was like a almost like a 60s like sci-fi movie score Another fascinating character is introduced, Produce Joe, and that is Ted Raimi. He is he is Sam Raimi's brother. I know everyone that's listening knows that. I'm just telling Janina that they're brothers. He's more he's more of an actor. I've seen him in, in a lot of stuff, like in the, the video game that I that I've been playing a lot, the Quarry. He's a he's an asshole cop in it, but. Yeah, this guy, he's so he's so funny in this movie. He's so oblivious. He was just hiding out in the produce room the whole time. So he doesn't know about anything that's going on. But this boring, bland character in the movie, Dave. He's like the love interest between him and Jennifer. He uh, tells Produce Joe that Craig showed up and a huge fight broke out. Produce Joe, he's this nerd. He's like... I know, I know, Craig. The one time I got into a fight with him and I kicked his ass. <laughs> and I can't tell if he's either a stoner or a nerd or both. Because he kind of... He kind of has that stoner edge to him. I, I can't tell. I also don't understand the type of character that Bubba's supposed to be. It's implied to us pretty quickly... That he's a stoner, but like the way he talks, though, it's like he probably talks like me. Honestly, I don't. I can't tell if he's a stoner or is he just stupid. So you calling yourself stupid? When I, I don't know. Bub suggests Craig might be in the attic, the same attic where Bill, the assistant store manager, and forty nine percent owner caught. Bub's smoking the wacky tobacco in there. So I guess Bub is a stoner. A mm. stupid stoner. Jennifer calls the cops to report what happens and Craig shows back up. He wants his change back for the cigarettes that he bought. Mm. Then he tries to force himself on her. That's no good. And he gets dragged out of the store in a long standoff. If I still worked at a grocery store and this happened, I would find the whole situation exciting. Well, I mean, not the I not so. the not the rape I'll, part. I'll say, I mean, not I not him forcing himself on a woman. Me, what's exciting? Just like getting involved with like dragging someone out of the store. Well, I mean, if it wasn't a dangerous situation. Yeah. Well, it's not nothing dangerous really happens yet, other than him forcing himself on her, which is not a good thing, and. You're, you're good to jail for doing that. So the, the store manager, Danny, he looks and acts just like a typical grocery store manager. I've had managers like him before. So Danny and Bill announce that the store is closing and everyone is getting laid off. They're getting a severance check and everyone's pretty bummed out. This is like sort of like what happened at my last job, isn't it? <laughs> I worked at a pharmacy before, uh, before my current job, and I put my two weeks in, and then like a day later, the managers announced that like 
eighty percent of the of the uh, the employees are getting laid off. So bit of building on that one. Bill tries to level with everyone, and people are still blaming him. I guess they they're saying that he could have had more of a say, but he said that he's forty nine percent owner, so there's not much he can do about it. But Bill is pretty bummed out, and Bill seems like a pretty neat, nice guy. I would like to have a assistant store manager like him. I think in the 80s, like a cashier type of job was like a honest job to have. Like when the economy was different, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you could probably work as a cashier and still make a livable wage, you think? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot different back, you know, in the 80s and 90s and what, you know, what you could live off of and what you couldn't compared to now. It's a big difference. So now Craig is making phone calls. They're really trying to put it in your head that Craig is the killer or going to be the killer. Jennifer tells Linda that Craig killed someone in a bar fight because he was mad that she dumped him. And then you see a random shot of the singer Sting on a magazine cover. And I need to find out if if he was credited in this movie because you see a lot of Sting's face in this movie. And I don't understand why. I've never seen anything like it in a movie before. There's a lot of, like, weird, like, camera angles on this movie, too. Like, she's calling the cops, and she's talking on the phone, and the camera is coming from... The camera is filming her face from inside the phone. Very weird. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. But I would love to see it on 35mm. So in the break room, Bill tells a story about when he was a firefighter. Him and his team showed up at the scene of an accident, and a firefighter was eating a hamburger. There was a severed head on the road, and the guy was holding the head while eating the hamburger. Apparently, it was also a story in Raising Arizona as well. I've never seen that. Have you ever seen Raising Arizona? I've never heard of it before. Oh, okay. It's a classic. I've never seen it, though. But it seems like a horror quirk as old as time that... Like, someone's eating something and is dealing with something gory. Like, in horror movies a lot, you'll see, like, the mortician eating a sandwich as he's cutting up a cadaver and he's just propping the sandwich on top of the the body. Mm-hmm. So these Dudley Do-Right cops show up and take the report about Craig. They're, they're kind of goofy, like, like the cops on Halloween 5. All clear. Nothing above, nothing below. Rescue cat. Fine dog. That's a job. And we love it. At about 33 minutes in, Linda is the first victim. She's putting groceries in her car. And a killer comes up with a large butcher knife, holds it up, and she screams and it cuts. Now this, I thought, was like Michael Myers. The silhouette of the killer holding the butcher knife. Mm. That was probably the most Michael Myers this killer is. Mm-hmm. So, Produce Joe. 
listens to like this weird stock song on his tape recorder the whole on his Walkman the whole time, and he's just rock he's just rocking out, and he's just like cutting open watermelons and just like cutting the meat from the watermelon from the from like the center and pulling it out. And he's like eating the watermelon like he's a savage. I mean, watermelon is good. So if you're hungry and you got some watermelon, <laughs> it but it, it was also like the seeded watermelon, not the seedless. Oh, that's the worst. And so he's like eating it, and he's just like spitting out the seeds. It's not enjoyable to eat a seeded watermelon. I I don't even I don't even think I've seen a seeded watermelon in a store. And I know I feel like back when I like would hang out at my grandparents, they always said seeded watermelon. That was back, you know, 80s, 90s. The difference you can tell between a seeded watermelon and a seedless watermelon is the seeded watermelons are longer. Mm, I didn't know that. Danny and Bill, they're, they're the managers of the store. And it seems like they used to be good friends. And Danny kind of just became a dick. And he, and he had a change of heart over the years. That's why he wants to sell the store. Because they're selling the store. And Bill's a nice guy. And it seems like he still wants to be friends with Danny. But Danny doesn't. He just wants them to sell the store so they could go their separate ways. So next scene alludes us into thinking that Bill is being stalked by the killer. When Bill's wandering down a hallway all by himself. It was probably just Psycho Craig wandering around the store. Because that's what he does most of this movie too. Bill finds Craig trying to sneak into a window and a fight breaks out between them and Bill gets hit in the head with a hammer that Bill was carrying. So, I'm going to spoil it for you right now. Ready? All right. Bill's the killer. Oh, boy. He's 49% owner of the store and he's the killer. So, he gets hit in the head with a hammer, right? Okay. I have a theory that Craig actually killed Linda. And Bill gets hit in the head with a hammer and he goes crazy and that's why he starts killing everybody. Interesting. Either that because the store is closing. But it's just a it's a it's a theory that holds no water. So Danny is doing his tax shit in the office and um what what is that spike thing where you put the receipts on it, I don't know what it's called, but you're talking about. Why, I don't understand that thing. Why? Why is there? A, why don't you just like? Why don't you just use like it's a? Just sh- easier, just because they probably just do it right then and there. It's just easier to. To just, they don't blow away. They're all there. Oh, uh, that's true. So he's doing that shit. He's like writing down receipts and doing all like accounting shit, and he gets attacked. He's getting strangled. He calls. He tries to grab the pager to call for help, and it's all static and feedback. And the killer takes his head and impales his eye on the receipt spike, which is really cool. Is it? Blood is trickling. Right. Blood is trickling from his eye socket onto a light bulb or the lamp. So it turns the whole office into this, like, shade of red. And 
it reminds me of like an Italian slasher movie. I feel like a lot of the Italian horror movies do that kind of stuff. So there's more subtle romance between Jennifer and Dave as he comforts her as she's very upset about being attacked. They even make out a little on the register conveyor belt. Tim is this creepy weirdo, and he's watching them. He's a peeping Tom. And I guess that makes him like a suspect too, you know? Seeing this uh, weird... She's a creep. Weird creep lurking, watching... Two people his age making out, be, be, like in the in the beer cooler. So they, so I feel like they they're making him a suspect too. So meat room Randy is eating olives out of a jar and he doesn't even notice. He doesn't even notice that Danny's eyeball is in the jar of olives, and he's eating the olives right. and there's an eyeball in there. <laughs> so back in the produce room produce joe is just like cutting like carrots and he's swinging the knife like a madman <laughs> he's just swinging it so hard wildly he's just wildly swinging the knife and as he's swinging the carrots he then gets hit in the head with a knife and he's killed and as he's listening to his headphones his headphones get cut in half. Oh. Yeah. It was a, it's another artistic looking scene. Artistic, huh? The, the shadow, you could tell though that the shadow belongs to Bill. So if you pay attention the first time you watch it, you'll probably realize that Bill is the killer. Sam Raimi is wandering around and a ladder gets thrown at him. Not very subtle of the killer to do that. And the creepy weirdo, Tim, is tagging up the beer. I wonder if he's half pricing the beer. Because whatever they do, like, everything must go sales. Do, do they do that with the alcohol, too? No. Well, I think he was. <laughs> this, this guy is just, like, drinking all the beer in the back anyway. This guy's other than him being a creep, he is kind of cool, though. Like, he just, like, doesn't do any work, and he just, like, hangs out in uh, the beer stock room and just cracks open cold ones. Real cool. Bub gets it next. The killer is creeping on Bub from the from the other side of a baler. A baler is, is a, a compactor for cardboard. Okay. You know, Bub is getting all creeped out. He's like, that's not funny, Tim. He thinks it's Tim. So, you know, Bub gets grabbed by the killer and he gets thrown in the baler. And the top of his head gets cut off. And the way that Bub is screaming, actually, it was pretty solid acting. Because if someone was getting their head thrown in a baler and their head is about to get crushed, you'd be screaming like that too. Like, no, no. Like, just screaming for his life before, you know, he gets his head crushed in the baler. Now, I wonder if balers these days, they have like a sensor on them to prevent something like that happening. But I doubt it. Ken, my, my friend Ken, he used to work at a grocery store and he would, 
and he would throw gallons of milk into the baler, put it on the bottom of the cardboard, and hit compact. And so then he could watch all the milk flow out of the bottom of the, <laughs> the bottom of the baler. I also didn't mention that Tim is now dead. When he was half pressing the beer, he got stabbed in the stomach and blood sprays all over the beer, like all over the room. So back at the meat room, Randy is singing the song that was sang at the beginning of Evil Dead. Randy is doing an inventory check and he sees a severed hand wrapped in a styrofoam meat tray, and then he's impaled on a meat hook through his neck. That sounds horrible. Yeah. It look- I, don't, I don't know how much to say of that, because that's just gross. Go, cuts back to Dave, and he's asking for his box cutter. So the killer throws an open-bladed box cutter at him, <laughs> and he gets stabbed in the hand. <laughs> It was just, like, such a dick thing for the killer to do, like... Why does he care? Like, all right, I'll give you a box cutter. He is, It's still open. He just throws a box cutter at him. Well, why does he care? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like something, like, a disgruntled, like, co-worker would do. Oh, well, he... I mean, that's a little extreme for a disgruntled co-worker. Well, to, like, throw a open box yeah, cutter? Yeah, that's a little extreme. I don't... Well, you'd probably get fired that day. I would not. I would say he did. I would assume he would. Yes. So. He or she. Dave is bleeding and he's wandering around the back room and he finds severed feet. Ew. In shoes in the back room. But he thinks it's, you know, the old classic pig's feet in a shoe gag. Have you ever heard of the pig's feet in a shoe gag? No. Neither have I. Okay. But he thinks it's like, oh, oh, ha, ha, guys. Oh, the pig's feet in the shoe gag. Ha, ha, ha. So he goes, he investigates in the attic, and there's some cool Halloween masks up there. I bet you they have a cool Halloween section. And he comes across Danny in a jump scare with one eye, and he's like, help me, help me. Dave sees out of the window that Craig is stalking Jennifer in the store. And he's banging on the window trying to warn her, Jennifer, watch out behind you. And he jumps back down from the attic and leaves uh, Danny up there. I want to know how Danny got up there or how he's still alive. Did the killer put him up there thinking he was dead and then he woke up in the attic or is he hiding up there? I just don't understand why we would go all the way up in the attic. So, as soon as Dave climbs back down from the attic, he is immediately assaulted with a meat cleaver and then dragged over to a raw meat slicer and gets the top of his head sliced off in a very brutal murder. Poor Jennifer. Her crush is now dead. Jennifer now realizes that everyone is gone. There's a lot of gags about stuff falling from the shelves. I think there was three shelf scares in this movie altogether. A, a lot of jump scares in this movie. Mm. She does the final classic final girl wandering around and finding all her friends are dead. There's dismembered bodies everywhere. Then a chase begins, but you don't know who the killer is yet. She fends the killer off with a meat hook, slams the door on his hand, 
She comes across all the mutilated body. The gore effects are amazing. Yes, it is done by Greg Nicotero, Walking Dead. She finds Dave's mutilated, severed head on a six-pack of beer. She sees Craig's reflection behind her in the window. She hits him with a meat hook. She seems very upset about attacking him with a hook now. Bill shows up now, the real killer, and he's acting way too calm. He's like, it's all right, it's all right. Let me call the cops. And he, like, winks at her. Something's a little odd about this. He's around all these dead bodies, Mm -hmm. and he's way too calm. Mm -hmm. She realizes that she has blood on her, and it's not her blood, and she hugged Bill when she saw him. Turns out it's Bill's, it was from Bill. And then that's when she looks at him and realizes that the killer is him. Another short chase ensues. She asks him, why did he kill him? And he's like, for the store. I just don't understand. It's like he said the reason was didn't want Danny to sell the store. So he kills Danny. And then he, for some reason, decides to kill everyone else. Because he's a psycho. He killed Danny in the the office where no one saw. He could have just killed Danny and called it a day. Well, or you just didn't have to kill him, and but you know, here we are, and yeah, he could have just uh, walked away and opened his own store. Yeah, yeah, but I guess then this wouldn't be a movie, would it? He's uh, crazy about the store. He attacks her again, and Jennifer hits him with a bottle and runs. It's a tense game of cat and mouse that goes on way too long, in my opinion. <laughs> As as Bill is looking for her, though, he finds, like, a box that fell from the shelf. Mm-hmm. So he picks it up and puts it back on the shelf and, like, makes sure, like, the shelf is all, all like, neat and faced. Sounds a little a little neurotic. He He's like a typical store, grocery store manager. So Jennifer can't leave the store. I don't understand how hard, how hard is it to leave the inside of a store. She's, like, completely locked in. Just like in any situation in a slasher movie when the killer is after the final girl and she can't leave the house. So, a bread delivery guy shows up. He knocks on the door. And then Bill comes from behind and axes him and kills him. You know who the bread delivery guy was? Scott Spiegel, the director. Oh, Jennifer finds Danny pleading for help, but it turned out it was just his head, and Bill was using his head as a puppet. And Bill is walking around with Danny's severed head as he's eating a sandwich. Just like oh just, just like in that story he told earlier. You know, now, that's how the story comes back around, you know? Mm. So Craig then shows up, and he shows up to help Jennifer and tells her that Bill is trying to set him up. Then Bill starts beating Craig with Danny's severed head and knocks him out again. Oh, gosh. So Craig gets knocked out for like a third time. (laughs) Jennifer escapes out of a window and finds Linda's dead body inside her Jeep. Bill then grabs her from underneath the vehicle. He's about to butcher her with a meat cleaver and Jennifer pulls out a knife and says, Suck on this! And stabs... Bill in the chest. The only question Bill has for her is, 
Where did you get the knife? <laughs> so Jennifer calls the cops and gets attacked by Bill in the phone booth. He's still alive. Oh, jeez. One of those. He pushes the booth over and jumps in. Then Craig comes up from behind and starts hacking up Bill with uh, the meat cleaver. Then the cops show up, and it's Bruce Campbell, the supposed star of this movie, and producer Lawrence Bender. They detain Craig and Jennifer. Bill wakes up once again <laughs> in the phone booth, and he's like, They did it. They killed everyone. And the cops believe him. They arrest Craig and Jennifer, <laughs> and Bill dies, and they get read their rights, and Jennifer just, like, screams, like, oh, this can't be happening, and the movie ends. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty messed up. Like. He's a terrible man. I mean, at that point, Bill, Bill is dying anyway. Well, so, I know, but so, they're not. I know, but Bill, like Bill, could have just said I did it. Oh well, he's it's not like he was going to jail because he's he was, a shitty person. Or maybe he didn't want his family to know that he was a killer. I don't think I don't know. I I wouldn't think it had anything to do with that. I think he's just a dick. So you don't need to see the movie now because I've told I you. Probably well, wouldn't see the movie. And I've seen the movie enough times recently that I don't think I'm going to be seeing it for a while. It has a lot of like tense like scares and good gore, so- solid gore by Greg Nicotero and his crew. The score is great. The acting is nice and campy. It's a solid horror movie. I'm just retiring it for a couple of years. Unless it's on Pluto. There you go. Speaking of killers, though, when are we going to watch Dahmer? I don't know, because I'm Shelby and I might watch it, too, so I don't know. Oh, come on, watch it with me. I've been asking you to watch I it will with watch me it. for, a, for I, a while. I will watch it whenever. We, I just got back on Saturday. Do you want to watch it tonight? No, not tonight. Why not? Because you're waiting for you and Shelby to watch it? No, because it's 8.30 already. I haven't eaten. And then I have to go up and work. Excuse us, everybody. Janina has to go up and work. I appreciate her coming on. I think next time... The reason why I did this whole walkthrough... Personally, I don't like doing the walkthroughs that much. I just think it's easier sometimes to explain, like, to break down the movie. But next time I have Janina on, we're going to be doing The Conjuring, which is way is up her alley a lot more. She likes yeah. she, she likes the paranormal stuff. I don't like gore. She doesn't like gore or, like, serial killers that much, unless it's, like, true crime stuff. Yes. Um... So, I like paranormal stuff too. So, so it'll be a good, interesting one for both of us to talk about. And I got a lot of shit lined up for Halloween. I'm trying to get as much, as much in as I can. I'm gonna be doing that open discussion roundtable about top five favorite 
Halloween-based horror movies that aren't part of the Halloween franchise. And that will be coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to recording that one. Jim's coming back. Jim is going to be part of that discussion as well. We want to talk about trick or treat, not trick or treat with Sam, but the Ozzy Osbourne, Gene Simmons trick or treat. Like Intruder, they're not really the stars of the movie, but they're like billed as like the stars of the movie. So really trying to get that in there for this Halloween season. Jim's Jim's a busy man, so hopefully he could do that. But he's defi- definite on the Halloween discussion, and I'm pumped about that. So until next time, everybody. The new season has started. This is the... I've been doing this for a year now. And so I ended the first season with Camp Blood. So now this is the beginning of the new season. I love having people on the show. love discussing things with people. This podcast is yours as much as it is mine. Don't come for me for money, though, because you're not going to be getting anything. You'll, You'll be getting, like, ice cream truck money. So, if you, if you want to hang with me for my money, I'm broke, okay? Don't hang with me for my money. You'll be disappointed. Janina knows all about that. <laughs> all right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next time, be good. Hey, Janina. Do you think baked beans and pineapples go good together? What kind of question is that? I don't know. I'm just wondering. No. Okay. Why are you asking me that? No reason. Why are you asking me that? No reason. <laughs>